0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page, as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hello, dog speak geeks. Hope you're having a wonderful week. Thanks for joining us again
1: this week. Brittany, how are you? I'm I'm good. Sorry, I'm picking hair off my mic. This is what happens when you have six pets.
0: Yes, hair gets on the mic, but that's all right.
1: And literally everything.
0: That's okay. We are going to. I think one of the episodes that we need to do is some of our favorite products, including like vacuuming or vacuums.
1: Oh, man, don't that will be like an hour and a half. I mean, we need to talk about all, all kinds of
0: things. Leashes, harnesses, things.
1: collars,
0: all those fun things. Mm-hmm. We need to do that. But that's not what we're doing today.
1: What are we doing today?
0: We are going to answer the question, should I train my dog?
1: Well, that sounds like a dumb question.
0: That does sound like a dumb question, doesn't it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what I mean by this is I get a lot of times people, when we ask them kind of what they want with their dog, I get this answer a lot. I don't care if they do tricks. I just want them to sit, stay, come when call, and walk on a leash. Yeah. And that's, some, we would consider that the basics. And when we talk about the basics, when you're talking sit, down, Uh, Coming to you, walking, even stay. Nobody really teaches the dog to do those behaviors, those action-based behaviors. Mm -hmm. Dogs already do them. Nobody teaches a dog to sit. Right. They've been doing it since they were like three weeks old. They've been laying down since they came out of the womb. And as puppies, they come to you a lot. My people start to, you know, wait and teaching their dog to come to them on command till they get older I don't know but they're already doing these things they know how to walk just fine they just don't know how to walk on a leash attached to you and they stay on a regular basis Mm -hmm. they just don't know these words for it so nobody really teaches it doesn't take a lot of mental stimulation for a dog to learn to do those behaviors on command all right so, I mean, they're already doing them. All we're yes. doing is capturing those behaviors and putting a word to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I ask people, okay, that's great that you want those basics, but teaching dogs to, to do the basics, to sit and to lay down on command, that doesn't quite make a good dog. Can you imagine only teaching Isabella like six commands? That's funny. I know, right?
1: She would be a disaster.
0: Because Why?
1: Uh, well, she would be bored.
0: Bored. There you go. Right. So a lot of people think, well, I don't want my dogs to do all this. They just need to do five, six things that are convenient for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you guys that every dog needs to have training. Every dog needs to have expectations set, but every dog needs their brain worked. And if that means teaching them silly tricks like shake, high five, walking through your legs, catching a Frisbee, going to retrieve something. I mean, these are all things that we can work with our dogs and teach them that may not be convenient in your everyday life or something that you need in your everyday life, but the dog needs it. Yeah. And of course, I am a huge speaker for the dog. I think Brett does a really nice job at kind of talking from the perspective of the human Mm -hmm. and the owner. Where I want to talk about the dog and tell you what the dog needs.
1: Well, you're in their heads more often than not, so.
0: That is true. And for me, it's to communicate to the owners that, hey, your dog needs more than this. Your dog is bored. I mean, let's take digging for an example. Digging is, number one, digging is fun.
1: Oh, digging. (laughs) It's fun. My favorite said no one ever.
0: It's a pain, Isabella. Right? Isabella was a big digger as a puppy. It was very irritating. I think dogs dig for many different reasons. One, they dig because they enjoy it. Uh, they might dig because they are hearing or smelling um, vermin under the ground. They might dig out of boredom and it's just finding something, something to do, right? So if we don't fill our dog's heads full of things that we like, they're going to find things to entertain themselves, that we're probably not gonna like so much,
1: oh man. I remember somebody years ago that I wasn't with Dog Speak at the time, but uh, they called the place I worked, and <laughs> their dog was chewing all of their like um cable wires outside going into the house, like for their TV. yeah, and they kept having them replaced and the dog and they're like, we don't we don't understand. Uh, yeah
0: Why? <laughs> one the dog is just left outside two the dog is bored out of its mind yeah and it's probably not been taught the appropriate things to chew on the dog doesn't know that your wiring is different than one of their toys or a stick
1: I mean until they bite into the wrong one. well until they
0: bite in the wrong wire so, that's gonna suck
1: there's a safety issue there too
0: total safety issue but yeah I've had calls where people have dogs that live outside and they chew up uh, the siding they chew up the and drainage pipes, uh, the hose pipes, the underground wiring.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they, and you know, and they think that teaching sit and stay is going to work. No guys, we gotta, we gotta really stimulate your dog's brain. All right. So teaching them silly things, it's not for you. It's for the dog. So don't be satisfied. And okay, I just want my dog to, um, you know, sit and stay. I just want my dog to lay down when I tell it to. All right? We need to make sure that we're giving the dog um, enough mental stimulation. And if we don't get that mental stimulation, dogs don't have any stamina mentally. And when you, when you look at that, okay, so dogs get good physical stamina if we're walking them on a regular basis.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right? You walked Isabella the other day. That was good physical stimulation. Not tons of mental stimulation. But if we are just constantly focused on walks, They build their stamina for walks physically. Right. But they don't have the capacity to do a ton of mental stimulation without getting worn out.
1: Well, I'll have you know that after the walk, we did go outside in the backyard and practice some skills.
0: Very good.
1: Including retrieving, which she loves. Um, Very good. Yeah. She loves her football. Nice. So we get to practice commands in that. So we practice recall, drop it, stay, all kinds
0: of things. And that's a, it's a good way to mix that physical and that mental together. You know, and if you don't do a lot of mental with your dog, then they just don't have the space to take in what you're trying to teach them. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm going to go back to my cup analogy because... Um, I have, one thing that I like to explain to to clients is that when dogs are young, when they're puppies, uh, they have very small cups, right? Like sippy cups. Mm -hmm. And as you get older, you get bigger cups, right? So your sippy cups, uh, basically all the dog's cups, the cup kind of represents the brain. And every cup has holes in the bottom. Now, the size of the holes on the bottom, basically based on the dog's. Not so much age, but the dog's ability to learn problem-solving skills and basic mental capacity. Mm -hmm. And I mean that with stamina. With a puppy, their holes are very tiny. Uh, They have a very small sippy cup. So you can't do as much with the mental stimulation without without their cup running over. So once that cup runneth over, you got to let it drain a little bit so the pup has room to put more in. As dogs grow, the cup grows. But the problem is if we don't teach the dogs to think and use their brain or teach them mental capacity and stamina, then their cup is going to fill up very quickly and it will need time to drain. That's the difference between a dog who can stay focused and tuned in for three and four hours versus a dog who can only stay focused for 20 to 30 minutes mm-hmm. a lot of times people say well my dog just has a short attention span that's well, because you've never taught him to stay focused for long periods of time
1: yeah
0: and that's something we have to take in consideration when
1: you're working with dogs so what um exercises do you recommend or tricks or things like that you know,
0: I I'm, I love my hand feeding exercises because I think that gives you an opportunity to see what's natural for your dog to do. Mm-hmm. Some dogs are very natural in using their paws. And when they do that, it's very easy to teach a dog shake, high five, hurt paw, um, or just give the paw so you can trim the nails. Right. Uh, some dogs easily back up or come forward or turn to the left, turn to the right. I feel like I'm wobbling or Cupid shuffle yeah, right there. Or- um something. <laughs> something. Um, I think that it gives us an opportunity just to see what's natural for the dog, capturing that behavior, marking that behavior, and then you can shape it into something that's a little more doable that you can put on command and have fun. A good example that I used with one of my dogs is that when we would do hand feeding, she would look left, she looked right, but she would also look up. Mm-hmm. And so I captured her looking up. It was very I don't know why she was doing it. And, but she would do it on a regular basis. So I was really kind of torn about what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, Vogue, right? Back, you know, yeah. go Madonna. You know, Vogue. And she would throw that head up. And it was really cute. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to put a different command with it. And so people thought she was the most brilliant thing in the world. You would, I would ask her, where do you find airplanes? <laughs> and airplanes was the cue to look up. That's awesome. People thought she was the most brilliant dog in the world now she was brilliant don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong but it's fun just to take that and turn it into something fun yeah and not only was it fun for me it was fun for her she loved the attention that she would get from people uh she would use that looking up if she wanted to communicate something else if she wanted something she'd offer that behavior Mm -hmm. and so I filled her brain with so many things that she could do um, she was very quick at learning anything new. Yeah. She knew how to learn. And she had the mental stamina to stick with something when it was hard to work through it. Mm, that makes sense. A lot of dogs don't have that mental stamina, so they'll give up. Yeah. And then people think their dog isn't very smart. They're stubborn. No, it's typically because we've not built that brain up. So the hand beating is, is probably hands down. My favorite exercise. And if you kind of if you want to know more about hand feeding, our foundation course on Udemy, um, and a lot of times you can get this course for like 20 bucks. They put it on sale all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not a huge money maker for us, so I'm okay with it being out there because it gives you video on hand feeding and shows you how to do that. That's the best exercise. To build confidence and and to teach problem-solving skills. And it's funny because we had our group class last night. Our, um, it's a new set of classes. And one of the uh, participants had their dog in it. And this dog was just full of itself. It was out saying hi to the other dogs. It wasn't, you know, there was no really barking. The dog was just, you could, it just looked like a normal, confident, ready-to-learn dog. Mm-hmm. She's mentioned after class, when I was mentioning hand-feeding, I did not realize it, but she had started in one of our last set of classes, Mm -hmm. but had to be quarantined. So we moved her into the next group and her dog, the first night of class on the last round was hiding behind the chair, would not come out and say hi to anybody, was scared to death. She did the hand feeding and this dog was a totally different dog.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
0: Totally different dog. And I knew it was one of my biggest exercises for confidence building, but to see that much difference. Yeah. Oh, was beautiful. That's awesome. So it can make a big difference. So it really kind of hits that mental stimulation, teaches um, a longevity of focus. It gives nice problem solving skills and that mental stamina that is so important. Because mm-hmm. think about it, if you take your dogs to dog park, there's mental stimulation there. If their stamina of mental stimulation is only about 20 minutes, then they're probably going to be getting into altercations after that 20 minute period, because their brain can't function to problem solve and use the right communication skills. Yeah. So I think it really comes down to a lot of issues that dogs kind of run into because we're not meeting our dogs needs beyond feeding, watering, letting out to potty, uh, you know, a safe environment. We got to give them more. They want more. And the majority of your probably problem behaviors would go away if you would just start focusing on teaching your dog some things.
1: That right? makes sense.
0: I mean, it really, it's really not, it's really not that hard to do. And you could do something as simple as teach the dog to jump up on a bench outside or to go under the bench, right? These don't have to be, these don't have to be big commands or big behaviors that you would use in your everyday routine, They can simply just be things to fill your dog's brain so they don't fill their brain full of things that you don't like.
1: (laughs) Like your yard.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I know whenever I first met Jake, he didn't have a lot of extra behaviors and he didn't have a lot of confidence either. Right. So getting him to... Learn to do more helped to build that up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: satisfied him a little bit more. Yeah. Because he would venture off and do his own thing sometimes. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when I stopped working Double D, when I retired her from search and rescue, um, I ended up with some behavior issues because I was not meeting those needs. Like I was when she was doing search and rescue. Mm -hmm. I mean, she spent her first couple of years of life from the day I got her at eight weeks doing search and rescue.
1: Yeah.
0: Or actually recovery. So I started working her on human remains. I mean, I have a a beautiful picture of her, a couple of really pretty pictures of her at like 10, 11 weeks old, um, alerting on human remains Mm -hmm. in training so she, all she knew from puppyhood was using the brain.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I think when, you know, I had to retire her based on my schedule and having to work more. Um, so I kind of, you know, I pulled her out of, of uh, search and rescue or search and recovery. Uh, she got bored. Yeah. I mean, I remember one night her and Jake took off and we found them in the cow field oh, half man. a mile away.
1: Yeah, that was awful.
0: That was terrible. Right. <laughs> and I was, I was so mad at her because she knew better in my mind. But then looking back, I realized that I did so much work with her in two years. And then all of a sudden I just stopped Mm -hmm. and expected her to still be satisfied. Yeah. So I introduced her to this wonderful, amazing life where she was constantly doing things to doing nothing. And she was bored. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had taught her to run through the woods, finding things. Why am I, why should I be surprised that she went running off to the cow field? Right. So we really do need to look a little bit deeper at what we can do for our dogs. You know, sign up for a trick training class. I mean, it's just, you know, find some things online. Look on YouTube for teaching tricks.
1: Yeah. What do you think about the, like the puzzle toys that I got? Isabella,
0: I like the puzzle toys because it is some good mental stimulation. The problem with the puzzle toys with what we're talking about, even though it's going to give that mental stimulation, it's not going to fill the brain with behaviors that you would rather see, Oh, right? Gotcha, so it's so. not going to fill the brain with, um, you know, things that you can use other it, it's a good foundation. Mm-hmm. So them problem solving, getting rewarded. Um, but also, I mean, getting mentally exhausted is great and it builds that stamina But it's not as good if you really want to fill the brain full of good things to keep a dog from being bored. Because let's be real, even those puzzle toys, at some point the dog's going to get bored because they're going to become easy. Even when they've, they started out hard, at some point it's going to get easy. Yeah. And they're going to get bored. So we have to always kind of think of how can we make things a little bit more challenging. What can we do to give our dogs some uh, good mental stimulation? If you have a dog who loves using their nose, feed their food out in the yard, thrown out there. Take a small section, throw their food out, let them hunt for their kibble, and eat their food that way.
1: Not one where they've used the bathroom.
0: Not where they use the bathroom. (laughs) That's one way to give some good mental stimulation. I did that
1: with Isabella today, this afternoon. Did you? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: See, that's really good. They like to use that nose. That's a good way. Yeah. That would be similar to a puzzle toy.
1: Or a, a snuffle mat.
0: Or a snuffle mat. Those are good to use. You know, you can make it um, challenging by just hiding the food and then telling your dog to go find it, mm-hmm. right? So that's something you can, you know, they have nose work classes now. That's also a fun class that you can do. And I promise you, if you feel your dog's brain full of positive things that they enjoy, they're going to be better dogs because it's going to be more satisfied. Take a child who is in fourth grade, but they're at an eighth grade level, you're going to probably get into some, they're probably going to get into some problems and their behavior is not going to be great because they're bored out of their mind. Yeah. So we got to look at, you know, how do we satisfy that? And a lot of these dogs are so smart, but nobody's giving them the ability to use the brain and use what, you know, they need to be using. So, so if you, you know, I don't want you just being satisfied that your dog just needs to know the basics. They just need to know to walk on, you know. It's like I don't care if my dog ever uh, does tricks or my dog never does agility or I don't care if my dog ever does X, Y, and Z. As long as they do, you know, A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. That's convenient for me and all about me. This is not about you guys. This is about your dog. This is about making sure that you meet their needs, knowing that when you get a dog, they're going to have needs and you need to meet them beyond just, I just want to come home, let them out to potty, feed them and pet on them. If that's the case, I mean, really get a cat. Yeah. And they, there are some lovable cats out there, right? They're, they still need some stimulation, especially if they're indoor only, but they're a lot easier. You don't have as many behavior problems. If you're going to get a dog, look beyond the basics and understand that your dog needs a lot in their brain and they need to be satisfied. And, and your dog is probably not dumb. You've just probably never taught the dog to problem solve or taught the dog how to learn. So think about that. And, and next time that you see your dog and, or your dog does something that frustrates you, ask yourself, why is the dog frustrating me? Why is the dog doing this? I promise you the dog is not doing it just to piss you off. Your dog is not an ex-lover. Your dog is not an ex-co-worker. They're not doing things just to piss you off. All right, so don't automatically assume that your dog is being a manipulator or just a pain in the ass. There's a reason why your dog is doing what your dog is doing. So make sure that you are looking at that and finding um, some results from the inside out. And please, not just looking at the external behavior. I once again had a client confess to me that a prior trainer heard, never even, didn't even meet the dog, heard the dog bark and recommended a shock collar. Yikes. This dog was um, probably an eight pound dog and it's fear, has severe fear. Mm. Did I say a prong collar or a shock collar? It's shock. Yeah. they Yeah. Recommended a shock collar.
1: That's ridiculous it is
0: so ridiculous and for me that trainer should never be in business it's it's abuse but just right there that trainer and and humans handlers owners whatever they all they think about is the external behavior why is the dog barking excessively why is the dog nipping at your toes? why is the dog lunging towards you? there's a reason behind it. Just suppressing that behavior doesn't fix anything. So you need to look at why your dog is doing something. And if you need help with that, we're here to help you. We're here to help you. All right. So we can help you in person. We can help you via Zoom. We can help you figure out what is going on uh, with your dog and how we can fix that behavior. Don't just think that your dog is a pain in the butt. So we're going to go do a basic obedience class. That's not going to cut it. Your dog's going to be bored. So that's just my rant for the night. (laughs) I feel like that's my, I've been ranting the last few episodes. Because I've gotten really frustrated with hearing about other trainers and how they're handling clients that we're we're ending up getting. And, you know, these dogs have started out good dogs and they end up with fear issues. Yeah. And aggression issues. Because they're looking at external behavior instead of truly understanding the dog from the inside out. If you you want to have a real relationship with your dog, and if you've ever had one, it's one of the most priceless things ever. um, Then you need to look at what's inside out. And again, go back and listen to the episode of dogs do not love unconditionally. Because that's a big one. So just, you know, meet your dog's needs. And your dog may not need to use its nose. It may not care anything about using its nose. Maybe it likes to use its eyes. Find a way to let it hunt using its eyes. So there are a lot of things you can do. Just look past your needs and wants and see what your dog really needs. What your dog really needs? What your dog really needs? Yeah. What your dog you needs. I did. I, <laughs> it's the end of the night. It's almost 10 o'clock. I know because this is how our life goes these days. Um, uh, Brittany, you got anything to add? You've been quiet tonight. No, I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward. I mean, you felt the, you, you could probably feel the pain if you did not really teach Isabella new things and work on new things.
1: Um, well, we had a whole like six month period of that. So yeah. And it was bad.
0: Yeah. Cause you were unable to work with her and it was just horrendous. I thought we were gonna have to get rid of her cause I didn't have time. Yeah. And I don't have time to work with dogs right now and that and that's why you know we're probably going to be losing our two at, you know pretty soon. You know, so that leaves us with just Isabella and then three cats. And I'm probably not going to get a dog right away because I don't have the time to meet the needs of that dog because I'm trying to teach other people
1: that's how to meet the needs of their dogs. Responsible thing to do.
0: It isn't. It's going to be hard to be without one. I mean, I've had a you know a dog my entire life. Honestly, I mean, I grew up with them. They were outside dogs. And as soon as I was in college, I got my own and I've had my own dog ever since. Mm -hmm. So I'm used to having that, but I also know I just, I can't put in the time that needs to be put in with a new puppy uh, just right now. So we'll see. I don't know. But when I do, I know (laughs) what those podcast episodes are going to be about. I'm going to be like on here going, why in the hell did I do that again?
1: Yeah.
0: Holy crap. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, I appreciate you guys. Uh, get out there. Find some fun things to do with your dog. Find some silly things to teach your dog. Even if it's, if it's as simple as like turning left and right. All right. Shaking right, shaking left. Wait bye-bye, right? And wait bye-bye left. I mean, it doesn't have to be over, com- overly complicated. And sitting back and doing the hand feeding can really help you get an idea of what is natural for your dog. All right. So um, get creative with it. And there are tons of videos, I'm sure, online if you just look up trick training. Mm -hmm. But don't think of it as trick training. Just think of it as, again, just teaching your dog acceptable behavior. So don't think of it as trick training, basic obedience, blah, blah, blah. Real life. It's just real life. That's all you need to focus on. All right. That's all I got. Brett. thanks for joining me. I know you were tired and you did not want to have to record this tonight, but I appreciate you staying awake and recording because I think people just get bored now if it's just me on here. Yeah. I think so. not. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, I, you know, they've said, I've heard from several listeners that they really love your point of view and you make them feel really good and okay with where they are. Especially when they're nervous with their dogs.
1: Oh, you should for sure be okay.
0: Absolutely. Because you're going to get better. As long as you're willing.
1: It's a day-to-day thing. It
0: is. We can help you. So reach out to us if you need help. Info at dogspeak101.com. Uh, we can set up a Zoom. Brittany will be happy to set you up with a Zoom with me. Or with Gray. Mm-hmm. Either one. Um, we do Zooms quite often. Um, more so Now. Uh, Just because we're getting a lot of listeners that are not local and they're reaching out to us. So we really appreciate that. And we really hope that you guys are sharing the podcast and rate and review. I'm going to get all of this talked out here in a second. (laughs) Rate and review wherever you get your podcast because it really helps us reach new listeners. And we really do want to reach some new listeners. If you have any questions... You guys reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. If you have any podcast episode ideas, send them to us because sometimes we get stuck in a box and we get kind of drugged down with the day-to-day and we just don't let our creative juices flow as easily. So if you got ideas, send them our way.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: But I do want to do an episode on some of our favorite products. Yeah. Even though we're not sponsored by anybody.
1: Let's do that. Hello, (laughs) Kergo. Would
0: you like to sponsor us? Yeah. So... Anyway, we love you guys. Appreciate it. We hope you have a wonderful week. Get out and work with those dogs and enjoy them. Meet those needs. You'll have a better relationship, I promise. And I hope to hear from you guys soon. And we will catch up with you next week.